What's up, what's happening? Welcome to episode 13 of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. Group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me as always from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. Hey guys, how's it going? And from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. What's going on, folks? Pretty good race this week. Our uh, second week of the back-to-back from the Red Bull ring in Austria. Not Hungary. No Hungarian hills to be seen. You know, Austria, Hungary, it's a common mistake I've heard. Yeah. Close enough. God, I wish I knew enough about history to throw like a World War One joke in there, but I, I absolutely do not. Um, not the most exciting, uh, exciting race um, up near the top necessarily. Max Verstappen kind of took another uh, drama-free, drama-free win. So that is now three wins in a row for Max Verstappen. That is five wins in a row for Red Bull um, and Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes both just sitting on three wins total for the season. Um, I think for me, the biggest talking point, and let's just jump right into this, was all the penalties that we saw this week. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I mean, at first, I thought the very first one on Lando was complete BS, right? I mean, what, what's he supposed to do there? I mean, the, the Sergio Perez is trying to overtake him on the outside. Uh, he's just, I, I mean, there was nothing he could have done there. And then they proceeded to call it another two or three more times. I mean, I'm about this close to start pining for some some robot stewards or something, man, because I, I, I don't get it, to be honest. It was not even, it w- yeah, it was just like they weren't even letting them race. And that's the frustrating thing. I mean, I understand that, you know, we don't want people like bumping into each other. It's not NASCAR, but I mean, What's he supposed? If you're just supposed to like give up the position or not race at all, I mean, like, yeah, you know, Norris was completely over there and Checo was right with him, but that's it's racing, guys. Like that, I, I don't think there was anybody outside of the stewards who thought it, the first of those many penalties that were given out were was earned. The the Lando block on Checo versus Checo's blocks on Charles Leclerc, I thought were a little bit different. Lando's in particular. I didn't think it warranted a penalty like at all when I watched it live. And then after kind of like looking into it and watching it a few more times, I see why it happened because we're all sitting here saying we want more wheel to wheel racing. This is, this is what we all want. But ironically, what Lando did kind of prevented the type of racing that we all want, because if he gives him room, they can continue side by side up until turn five. And we might have like a real good battle on our hands. And so forcing guys off the track into the gravel is like kind of ironically preventing some of that good racing action that we all kind of want here. I just don't, I just don't know what Atlanta's supposed to do there. Cause I think if he lets him, if he lets him sit wheel to wheel with him, he's going to lose that spot. I thought, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was a big of a deal. I know Checo was not happy about it at all. Rightfully so. I get it. If you're a Checo or a Red Bull fan, but that was not, that was not dangerous. That wasn't egregious. I, I don't, I don't think it was worth a penalty at all. Yeah, I agree. I think it was just a, a case of good hard racing um, being misconstrued by the, the stewards there. Yeah, and I, I thought I thought Checo, like, I think there's there's room for me to say that Checo could have backed out of that. When he realized that he wasn't going to be able to make that pass around the outside in this, like, long looping corner, I think he, he had time to recognize that that wasn't his corner and back out. He didn't. Lando didn't give him any 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 space, so I, like I I kind of see both sides of it. But even when they had Christian Horner on the broadcast from the pit lane, he he described it as a racing incident. Like I think that's just that was a racing incident. I don't know that they necessarily needed to do anything about the the Lando move. And then they it was 15 laps later, I think that they that they ended up handing down that that five second penalty for him. 
Yeah, it's just, and then they, and then of course it happens again with um, was it Checo and was it and Leclerc and then Checo and Leclerc again, and it was almost I I think it might have been on the same turn. Yeah, they were all the same turn, and it and again it was the situation where it's like okay, well that's racing, and like yeah, but they already called it already on Lando, so they had to call it on Checo, and it's like great, now you're just compiling this issue with something that should not have been a penalty in the first place, and now people are like. You know what are we even doing here, guys? Like, why? why? And then you had all the penalties with Lando. Yuki didn't know a line to go over and all that. That's <laughs> he, did story, he did it he twice. He did it twice. Like, and that's like a black and, and white no stewards rule, and he just broke <laughs> rookie mistakes. It, it, it is kind of funny because they show them and they showed him driving along the car, then like the line here, and they were like, oh well, he just like his wheel goes over the line about like that much. And they're like, oh, that's worthy of a penalty. It's like this is some like egregious move when it's just oh his car was like you know five feet i mean they got that's that should be the easy thing you know like it's like they those are the rules that that stewards don't need to get involved in just just get in the pit lane before the line yuki like it's not that hard but i i don't know i thought i thought checo checo's move blocking leclerc was a lot worse for me it seemed like he was almost like frust like still pissed off at what happened with lando and he kind of took that aggression out on on Leclerc, like it seemed like a just kind of a dodgier move. Like he he was ticked off because he dropped from he was in third place and I think he dropped to ninth. Yeah. When Norris pop pushed him off. So like rightfully so that he was upset. But I thought the ones on Leclerc were were both like slam yeah. dunk penalties, especially considering they called it on Lando earlier. Yeah. Um so I, I don't I don't know. That was just the the I, I kind the of top. understand from Checo's perspective that he's racing hard. Like he's really pushing that car. He's trying to prove that he deserves that seat. And that second Red Bull seat has always been volatile now for the past few years. And even more so now that they're on top of things and they got to keep Mercedes at bay. I think he, he might've just been a case of him, you know, trying to do a little too much. I think this was the same corner where last year um, it was Lewis Hamilton and Alex Albon ended up, having contact here last year. So it's like, no matter what we end up with some, some drama at this corner, um, especially in that, that, that second Red Bull seat. So Red Bull extends their lead by four points over, uh, over Mercedes. Uh, it's now 44 point lead. And then Max's lead over Lewis is now 32 points. We're I'm, I'm coming in. I'm throwing the gauntlet down. This is the week. Vince Carter meme. It's over. It's Red Bull's. It's Red Bull's title. I don't. I don't see any any two ways around it. I'm confident making that prediction now. I don't care how dumb I look later. Thoughts? No. I mean, you're you're right. Like, I mean, Mercedes even said themselves that hey, or basically Hamilton. You know, they're too fast. I can't catch him on a straightaway. Um, you know, with all the issues with Bottas, we've seen how good Checo is this year. I think you know Verstappen's going to run away. He should end up running away with the drivers' championship. Red Bull should. Probably won't run away with it. It'll be close, but I think they'll edge off Ferrari for the Constructors Championship as well. Um, like we said in the previous weeks, they are going 100% all out this season, and damn any other you know car changes that happen to have to happen next year. But they are going for the championship this season, and they look far and away the best car out there. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with with both of you. I mean, we're we're officially witnessing the the changing of the guard here from from the from Mercedes to Red Bull in terms of who's the top dog in Formula One. At least for one year. Um, I, I mean, I'm not nervous to go out and say it. I mean, hey, one year is all it takes to 
you're still in the history books either way. So, I mean, I, I'm not knocking Red Bull for, for their strategy. And it's refreshing, really, to see see some new blood there at the top taking home some some trophies. Yeah, definitely hard to complain. Um, especially, you know, we're getting getting uh, different guys winning than just Lewis Hamilton and, and Valtteri Bottas even is kind of a an overdose of Max Verstappen and Red Bull now five straight uh, wins in a row. But I think it's it's setting up to possibly be a, a good good end of the season. I'm going to shake things up a little bit this week and let's let's jump into our driver of the day discussion early um, right now and then just kind of see where that takes us and, and, and bounce around from there. I've got a, a few guys in mind, but I'm. I'm going to give it to Valdry Bottas. I thought it was a, a nice bounce back, a nice bounce back week for him. Um, obviously, Lando Norris had a good race, but like, you know, when you get a five second penalty, that's that's my tiebreaker. Even if I don't agree with it, I'm, I'm giving it to Bottas. Everyone's just been completely writing him off. Um, came in, got a, a, a solid P2. Um, I think Bottas is back and he deserves at least uh, at least a, a small shout out on a lowly American F1 podcast. Well, I understand where you're coming from for Valtteri Bottas, and he definitely thought he was good today. And you know, all props to Valtteri. Not even there's not even not even a second close comparison. Lando Norris is 100 percent the driver of the day at um, in Austria. I mean, that was that was incredible. He were he held off he held off Hamilton. He got a podium. He was driving. He had a penalty. He had overcome some tough luck with the stewards there. I mean, Lando Norris is a guy where I know we've talked all year about this, you know, how Ricardo is, you know, struggling when he's going to return to being Ricardo. Maybe it's just that Lando Norris is that good. And that car really isn't as good as we think it is, but it's just Lando Norris is just so unbelievably good and consistent. that it's making the gap for those team, the team look so much broader than it actually is. So Lando Norris is my driver of the day. He's, the guy's incredible. Um, he's a future world champion. I mean, Hamilton praised him. That was a cool moment for yeah. whether Hamilton was just blowing smoke or not. Um, but yeah, no, Lando Norris is the driver of the day. I'm, I'm with you yeah. all the way in. Yeah, this this kid's definitely the truth. I mean, it, he, when he qualified P2, he was getting he was getting hoots and hollers from from his old teammate Carlos Sainz. Um, it's Carlando. Uh, Carlando, man, we miss it. After Bottas is probably driver of the day number three. But. That's that's I was I yeah, was yeah, going to give him uh, an honorable mention yeah. myself. Yeah, because if I was going to say if, if Ferrari has any chance at uh, catching McLaren in this uh, constructors championship, then they're going to need more of that out of uh, Carlos for sure, and vice versa. I think Red Bull's going to need more out of uh, more consistency, like we saw this week from from Ricardo. I mean, uh, what was he? Is that a sixth or a seventh place spot for Ricardo to finish ahead of uh, yeah, yeah. I think he started thirteenth and finished yeah. seventh. He he sandwich got between passed the two by Ferraris. signs on the last lap because um, he was holding yeah. both of them off for a while. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Lando had a great drive. Don't get me wrong. My counterpoint to this, just for the sake of argument, he he held off Lewis Hamilton for like ten or fifteen laps, but Hamilton eventually got around him, and that's where we got that soundbite of soundbite of like heck of a drive, Lando, or what you know, whatever nice thing he threw at him. And he was only able to beat him in the race, probably because Lewis Hamilton had some damage to his car and Mercedes estimated it was losing him like half a second per lap. I read some articles that went into the math on that and it looks like it would have been close either way, but he, you say he held off Hamilton. He, he didn't Hamilton passed him and then Hamilton's car got damaged and he ended up, you know, he ended up in front of him, but like it wasn't a, a clear cut. Like, oh, he held off Lewis Hamilton, both of them in a in a, a normal car. So that's you know, just 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 for argument's sake. And did did nobody a, really give Ricardo a, a shout out here? 
Oh yeah, Johnny. I, bold take. You don't have to. You don't have um, so to um, with Lando after this week, uh, Lando being only three points behind Checo Perez in the standings, uh, w- w- would it be? Is it a hot take to say that Lando might might get a third place finish by the end of the year? Oh man. That's, I don't even that, know where to begin. That is that that is a hot take, John. Well, I'm I'm slamming my fist down. I'm saying it. Lando Lando Norris third place in the constructors by the end of the 2021 Formula One you, season. You get some great odds on that right now. You can really come home with some beans at the end of the year for Lando Norris coming in. I mean, the Lando Norris stock is strike when the iron's hot, and it's hot right now. So full full send for McLaren. And yes, Curtis, to your point. Ricardo was much better this week. I wanted him to hold off both Ferraris. Unfortunately, the Ferraris letting signs get by the Claire was good for them. I was hoping that with Checo's penalty, um, Ricardo was going to be able to finish up there in the top six. I think McLaren's happy with the top seven when you get, you know, with having the success of Norris this week. Um, good, better week for Danny, for Danny Rick. Not quite driver of the day worthy for me just yet, um, but definitely a much better week and a step forward in the right direction. Agreed. I thought he had a, a he's his racing has been has been pretty solid here. Um, the last few races, he really needs to figure out qualifying. That dude just cannot put together one fast lap right now. No. Yeah. Um, but he did he did do a good job uh, holding off. He was holding off Charles Leclerc. I made this note with like 15 laps left that he was he was holding off Signs and Leclerc. They eventually let Signs pass go past Leclerc, and then Signs ends up passing Ricardo on the last lap. But that was a great battle there. Another great battle defending a position near the end of the race was George Russell on Fernando Alonso. God, it was like 15 laps, and it was it was great on the broadcast because the the win was already decided. It was Max Verstappen's win. So they just showed the Russell and Alonso battle for like 10 laps straight, and he just kept shutting the door. It was perfect, clean, hard racing. But eventually, uh, lap 67, Alonso, Alonso made the move, got around him. And George Russell finishes eleventh place, just just out of out out of the points. Like how how does this keep happening, guys? He's finished eleventh three times, which is pretty impressive in a Williams car. Um, yeah, I mean that was devastating. It was it was like you wanted. It's it's almost to the point where it's like you don't want Russ, you don't want Alonso to give it to him because then it just takes away the validity of it. Um, but you God, I really just wanted Russell to hold him off. Or we really want to Russell hold off Alonzo, secure that point for Williams, secure his point, and then I don't know. It was just it was just really upsetting to watch. It's like God dang it, it's so close, yeah, it's so I mean, far from George Williams. I mean, I mean he's go for it, he's guy. definitely getting he's getting a lot better as a driver. I mean he's he's consistently getting to the to the final phase of the qualifying. I mean he made it to the third round of yeah, qualifying. Yeah, Q three. So I mean it's great to see that from from such a young guy in such a crappy car and. And yeah, there's not much more you can say about him. I mean, it's just I feel I feel bad for him. I want to see him see him move on, take a leap, and, and challenge these these other guys we're all talking about all the time. So um, yeah, in, just... in two to three years, we're going to change our tune and be frustrated that George Russell is scoring all these points all the time. But for right now, it's fun to root for him when he's trying to get that tenth place finish with Williams. But yeah, when he goes to whatever team it is, he ends up with cough cough Mercedes. Um, <laughs> You know, he's going to he's going to he'll be on plenty of podiums in the near future. 
I, I don't doubt that. And it, it's been, I mean, it's been fun drama watching him, watching him go for that point. And I think Alonzo even had a quote. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. So this is a hard paraphrase, but that when he saw it was Russell in 10, like his like heart dropped a little, like he was, he was, he knew what it meant and was like, Oh God, like I have to be that guy to, to take this point away from this, this young lad. Um, but Fernando Alonso to that point, that is four straight points finishes for Fernando Alonso. Just kind of quietly, I had to I had to double check this when I first heard it. Yeah, he's had some solid results here. I, he's really settling into that Alpine nicely. And since Esteban Ocon signed that new deal like three or four weeks ago, it's been kind of a disaster for Ocon. So it's been all Alonso kind of uh, scoring all the points here for Alpine, who are who are in sixth place. You know, still behind uh, Aston Martin and AlphaTauri, but. You know, he he's consistently up there in the points, and the the Alpine in general is looking more competitive. If Esteban Ocon could just manage to like finish a race or like have a decent weekend, I'll say I didn't tell you guys. Alonso's the uh, he's a world champion. He's a crafty, he's a crafty, good, skilled veteran driver. He knows what he's doing. Um, unfortunately, he did get our boy George, eh, boy George, this week. You know, well, uh, take we'll off the boy the George makeup. <laughs> God. Yeah, had to had to give the 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 old vet there the uh, the shout out. Um, Ferrari, not really much to write home about this week. I mean, we we talked about signs. He had a, a really good drive. Ended up getting that pass done on uh, on Ricardo. So signs started tenth and finished fifth. Uh, That's a, a really solid drive from him. Um, they. They lost seven points on McLaren this week, but that's that's not too bad. Kind of a weird week for Charles Leclerc. Um, he was bad in qualifying. I think he qualified like 12th. Um, didn't make it into Q3, which is always always brutal for him. Who's He's been able to string some amazing laps together on Saturday. Um, so just kind of kind of an average week all around. Signs overperforms a little bit. Leclerc underperforms a little bit. And then you've got a good week from Ricardo splitting them and Lando Norris snagging a podium. And that's how you'll you'll lose some lose some ground. Are we we all still kind of firmly on the the McLaren uh McLaren's ceiling is higher here? And we we saw, you know, Daniel Ricardo finishing top ten. Is that where are we gonna kind of see more of more of this moving forward? Because that's that's personally what I think. I think so too. I mean, the, the car is just better. McLaren's got a better, better unit, better, better system going on over there. And, and it shows on race days. Yeah. I think we've, I think we've hit the point where McLaren's, um, I mean, how Norris just improves every single week that it's going to be a, most likely McLaren's going to be third in the instructors this season. I didn't really have much other, uh, much other racing stuff to talk about. Um, other than what I was going to get into with, with the, the wanker of the week here. Um, and, and discuss a few incidents. I'm, I'm, man, I hate to do it to my boy, but I think I got to give it to, to, uh, Kimi Raikkonen for that, <laughs> that crash. I think I'm, one of us might've given him the that, that was mine. That was mine. Week. Yeah. He went from, he went from rock star of the week to wanker of the week at the same track <laughs> to seven days. Of it was, the best part about that crash was that it just like, <laughs> I just, I just picture Vettel getting out of his car and just being like, "Dude, what we're in like 15th doing? place. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You like, like being mad." <laughs> it was the most like unnecessary wreck that had that just didn't affect anything. It was just like a, it was like Kimi got bored and was like, "Hey, you know, be really funny yeah. if I just like slammed into Vettel <laughs> like, in a video game." Classic prank. I'm just gonna run into my guy. Yes. Yeah, Kimmy was pissed. He said this he says this guy's really trying to pass me, dude. Come on. Yeah. 
not, yeah, a, not on my watch. Man. Really total total Iceman move for sure. Yeah, and I was ready know, to give man. it to um, I was ready to give my wanker the day to, to Sebastian Vettel up until the until yeah. he, and then he, and then Kimmy the, the wrong and Kimmy for for that punk movie pulled on Alonzo. Oh and God, yeah, we got to get into but, that. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's see. I don't know if you guys caught the audio or the clip from the yeah. from the, from the radio, both but of you mean, guys the, right after, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I Vettel's, it was uh, cool. like Vettel uh, just absolutely boned Fernando. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the guy clearly says, "Hey, watch out for Alonzo behind you," and then he and then he turns right around and he and he starts getting in his. Uh, to be fair, that uh, message came really yeah. late, like yeah, really did. late, yeah. and and because he says to his he says to his engineers, "Why the bleep didn't you tell me about Alonzo?" Yeah, and they and it's funny because two seconds prior on the radio they'd said watch out for Alonso behind. And they said, Why didn't <laughs> yeah. you tell me? But so the problem, and that's I, I kind of wanted to get into that when we were talking about all the penalties. They had told everyone all week, like explicitly, do not slow down at turns nine and ten, the last turns, to queue up for your flying laps during qualifying. Don't do it; it's not allowed. You're going to get penalized. People were jumping the queue, slowing down at turns nine and 10. And that's how Vettel got in there. And Alonzo even gave him the benefit of the doubt and was like, yeah, like I, it wasn't really his fault. Like there wasn't really much more he could have done. He shouldn't have been in that position. And that's where it's frustrating that the FIA throws down these, like these rules of like, Hey, don't, don't do this during turns nine and 10 guys do it anyway. And there's no punishment whatsoever. Vettel gets the penalty for holding up Alonzo, but that's important. Like Fernando Alonso was on a great lap. I think he could have been top seven qualified. Uh, yeah, he's one of the huge. top five fastest drivers of the day up until that. Yeah, I think I think he pulled a top five in in uh, Q one, and like that stuff matters. And the fact that they just like aren't ha- the only punishment they handed out was to to Vettel kind of rub me the wrong way there when. It, you know, it, it was it was a, a big problem of people just blatantly ignoring the rules that they had, they had tried to set out. So Vettel had wanker of the day snatched right from under him um, from from Kimi Raikkonen on that crash. So we're we got two two Raikkonens and 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 one uh, Johnny. Did you go with Kimi too? Or, no, or I'm going, going with Kimi too. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can't be doing that, man. <laughs> I mean, we, the guys were racing hard all day, but I mean, just just let it slide at that point, Iceman. Yeah. In a week with all of these penalties, with with you know Norris running Checo off the track, Checo running uh, Leclerc off twice. Uh, we've got Yuki driving over the pit line twice and getting himself two penalty points. Did Ocon get into something there? What what happened? Oh Ocon? man, Ocon. Uh, so Ocon lap one is the one that caused the safety car. I think it was like turn seven, turn five or six actually. Um. He just got sandwiched at first. Yeah. At first, I thought it was his fault that like, oh, man, Ocon, just another bad week. When you watch the replay, I mean, he gets the the Red Sea just closes on him. It was both. It was both hostages. Was it both hostages? I, I don't remember. I, I couldn't. I couldn't remember who it was. I was explicitly I, trying to. I want to say I think it was, was Giovinazzi. Yeah. I think it was an alpha. Yes. I think it was an it alpha. Was yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, because I was like, oh, ha ha, Ocon, you know. It does something stupid, yeah. but no, actually, it kind of wasn't his fault at all. He yeah. got sandwiched between some guys. He really had nowhere to go. Um, and it's kind of some bad luck. And like you said, I mean, Severson signing that deal with um, Alpine, uh, Mr. O'Con has really, really been, really hasn't had a good, good race since. Honestly. 13 episodes. So. Ian pronounces Al- Alpine correctly. Like, Alpine. Just, uh, give him a shout out. But yeah, Ocon, Ocon's been largely trash since that deal got signed. There's nothing, there's nothing more he could have done. Because my first, my instinct was like, oh, I guess he could have like slammed the brakes, but like, you can't do that in an F1 car. Like no, you don't, you don't. A, that's, that's yeah. 
split it's absolutely there, a no-go. those guys yeah there's stuff's way happened way too fast um, out there and he and that his wheel barely got touched and it must have just caught it at like the perfect angle to break that that suspension there because it was it was not much contact we've seen so much worse keep being able to go and then lap one dnfs also speaking of dnfs the fact that Vettel's Vettel and Raikkonen's crash was so late in the race that both of them were qualified as as race finishers uh, means that Nikita Mazepin still finishes behind them because they finished over ninety percent of the laps. Just wanted to point that out because I had to look into some clarification for the rule. They both qualified as as race finishers despite crashing out in horrific fashion. Nikita yeah, Mazepin actually, still finds a way to finish below them. I was looking at the standings and and I was kind of confused by that. Um, so it's good that you cleared it up. <laughs> it's kind of common. I did have to research that. Really, I had a few people text about me about it. They were like, "How is this possible?" And I was like, "You know what? I'm not exactly sure." So now now we know. And speaking of speaking of Nikita Mazban in my um, you know social media bit of the week, there was a really awkward video that Haas put out of him giving Gundersteiner a door. I don't know if you guys saw that. Or oh, not. I have not seen this yet. I missed it, that one. It was very uncomfortable. Um, I think they're trying to do some like goodwill to get people to appreciate uh, Nikita Mazban. Um, he basically says, "Hey, you know, I'm Russian. We're polite. Here's this door," because he. Steiner gets mad, has some choice words, and slams his door. Then Steiner's basically like, "You're not polite. I don't like you. <laughs> Go away. You're I, you suck." Basically, is it's oh my god, it's something. Check it out. I'm doing it a was, live viewing pretty, right now. <laughs> it was reaction. pretty cringy. The top thing where Steiner gives him a top is funny, but this door, it was not good. And uh, the the um. I guess the the campaign to make Nikita Mazpan more likable is not off to a hot start. Oh God, yeah, the bit is is to get him a door that he can smash because, as a nod to uh, Kevin Magnuson, he bleeping smashed smashed my door, you know, from oh wow, a couple of years ago. That is that is awkward. That's all I've got to say it's, about that. It's Man, bad. I, it's yeah. bad. I much preferred Checo milking a milking a bull or milking the cow or whatever was was going on there to to this nonsense. I mean, I, I, think, I love Gunter Steiner co- yes. content. Don't get me wrong, but uh, Gunter Steiner content is great. Yeah, <laughs> we time. stand Gunter Steiner. That is not the issue here. Got a feeling it wasn't a bull Checo was milking, but hey, you never hey, know. You, you never you never know. All right, that's that's kind of all I uh, all I got for uh, for this week. Unless you guys you guys got anything else. Um, was the was Wednesday? I believe we're recording this on Wednesday or third Wednesday. Thir- excuse me, Thursday. Um, there was some news came out today that apparently, as a Pierre Gasly positive pod, um, he is entertaining offers about his future, and he said he's spoken to other teams that are not AlphaTauri, and that got me thinking: what other teams could he possibly be speaking to? And it, while I think it'd be cool to have him go to Alpine with Ocon, um, could we see Pierre Gasly at Ashton Martin or the darkest of horse Mercedes next year? I think it's got to be because Alpine. He, it's got to be the French connection, baby. I think yeah. that's 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 got to be it. Him and oh, him, and, him and Ocon are good friends. They're both Frenchmen. It's a friend. They're French drivers, French team. But I mean, 
Oh, what Zalonzo supposed to do? Zalonzo, I mean, just, just know, go back to retirement. Go do IndyCar. <laughs> like, do whatever, man. He's like forty. Yeah, he's proven he's still got it. I don't know why. I'm I'm not sure what his reasoning was for coming back. I mean, maybe the guy just just is yeah. just a racer at heart. He just, just can't can't get enough of it. But I mean, I, I could see Alonzo being the odd man out, unfortunately. Yeah, or even the fact that he he may have told them that he's you know that he doesn't plan on coming back next year. He just did this to come back and prove he could still do it. And there might be some stuff behind the scenes that we don't know that maybe they already know that Alonzo is not going to be coming back next year. No hard feelings. And you know, Pierre Gasly, maybe slipping and, in. Uh, That'd be a great move by Alpine to go out and yeah. get a guy like Gasly. It would be a great. I honestly think it's downgrade going from Tari to Alpine. But hey, bit of know. a bit of a lateral. Yeah, move. but. I mean, going yeah. from a, a customer to, or not a customer team, but the, you know, the, the junior I, team essentially is. It would be pretty cool though. That's, that's a good point, Curtis, but also it would be pretty cool to have a French team with uh, two French drivers on it. So completely agree. You know, say la vie, whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. They insert French phrase. I'm going to do fromage. All right. I guess we've got, that's, that's it for us. We are off until Silverstone here, which I believe is in two weeks About from now. Week. Sixteenth, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So, so not not this weekend, but next weekend, um, we've got Silverstone. Uh, we're gonna be doing the exciting uh, qualifying spirit race stuff is finally gonna come in. So I'm I'm pretty excited Ooh, to see what, what comes. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be spicy again. Like we don't like it's just until we kind of see it in practice. I don't really know how viable it's gonna be in Formula One, but I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, we'll catch you guys, catch you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter at Yankshaft F1. Follow me at C bottoms underscore up and uh, a shout out to our good friend, Dean's mom, Marilyn, one of our most loyal listeners, our biggest, biggest fan bases in uh, Belgium and, and North Carolina. So shout out, shout out all those folks there. We love you. Shout out boys. Dean's mom in Belgium. Here we go. All right. We'll catch you guys next week.